0: I'm your host Dave C, and you're listening to Never Isolated, a show hosted here on TorchU, and the show ID is seven nine one And you're most welcome, indeed. Welcome to well, well where to start? Where to start? Yes, I've been doing over a hundred and twenty of this Never Isolated podcast, where myself, Dave C, based in the north part of the United Kingdom in England, uh, the Greater Manchester area, talking about this worldwide pandemic, COVID-19, and the implications for my own country and the devolved parliaments of uh, Northern Ireland, Wales and Scotland, and and, and stories from um, other countries around the world, Europe, Latin America... Um, Far East and uh, Australasia and indeed the Americas. And um, well, where to begin is, is, is almost my catchphrase for today. But let me start by giving you some basic facts. Today's episode is episode 124, Never Isolated, Second Waves and Shockwaves. And this is for Friday, the 2nd of October 2020. Uh, Now, I usually start by going to um, the facts page for COVID stats here in the UK. And I'm going to, uh, in fact, put that link in. I will just start by saying that there's just myself in the room. But I have set the room. uh, This is done live in presentation mode that means if anybody drops by i won't unmute them but i have left a message in the text chat to say that um sorry not unmuting visitors in presentation mode but the first place i'm going to go to is a government uk stats information page Coronavirus, that's all one word, coronavirus.data.gov.uk. And before I read out today's information that relates up to the start of today, so it's mainly yesterday's data, one would suppose. um, On the um, Tuesday and Wednesday, we had the same uh, repeated number of new deaths in the UK of 71 and therefore the total at that point was 42,143. With those where their positive test had been on the death certificate within the previous 28 days, and of course, as we've said a number of times before, the excess deaths over and above that mean that the number is um, quite considerably larger than that, and we may not know for some time, maybe not until next year. Uh, what the full number of deaths, if indeed we ever do get a definitive number. However, the site has been updated um, overnight. And so as of now, the number of latest in the new deaths was in the UK, 59 new deaths. And that brings the total to 42,200. And two In hospitals now, there are 2,276, and of those, um, the trend has been going upwards in recent weeks. Those on ventilator beds is now over 300, 332. It was hovering about the 100, 120 mark for quite some time, uh, but then up to 200, it's now at 332. 32, and the daily average of positive results, and of course, there's a a far greater number of tests being carried out, is just under the 7,000 mark, 6,914. So, um, there is, it would seem to me fairly clear that we are in a second wave. It's a second way for another reason to my mind is it seems to be younger people that are getting uh, these results. Of course, younger people, perhaps going off to university and so on, uh, have been coming forward for tests, worried parents have been putting younger children forward for tests. And I suppose the very nature of the testing things, and um, I will say that I haven't yet, had uh, had the test. They did have one drive-in thing, but I found about it too late <clears throat> in my local area. And of course, some parts of the UK um, distances are an issue. But that very fact of people having to drive and stay in their cars would tend to think, rather than uh, you know, uh, a worker on their way home from work going to be tested the chances are they would gather the whole family together. Of course, if this, you know, parent and three children, uh, it would seem obvious to go and all get a group test so that at least your household would know at that particular point in time, or at least when the results come back to you at that point, none of you hopefully were infected. Um, and of course, there's still this debate on the speed at which people are getting the results. And there's also been this push to do testing at home where an actual kit is left on the doorstep. And we do know that there is an imminent rollout of a new fast test, which could be as fast as 30 minutes. I'm assuming that's, I don't know, something like these pregnancy tests where you actually sit and wait. You don't send the testing strip back. But before we do any more on that, and just check in, see nobody in the room with me. I will read out that one URL because it's perhaps the one URL that people who are listening to me in the UK really would want to check out. This is a, a, a gov.uk site. It is coronavirus or one word. dot data. dot uk. It also has information. Um, on other things on that page so before we go on let's just play in a short clip this is never isolated a podcast here on talk to you, and please remember we have a twitter account never isolated one word show id is 7910667 so the full agenda of today which i've slightly varied i was going to talk uh, more about the um, the phone testing and how that is proceeding uh, i'll just mention at the moment at least uh, the boris johnson mentioned on a recent briefing that 14 and a half million people have downloaded the app but um, when events have overtaken the topic for today uh, but half of it will be as it was going to be uh, because england is using england and not UK is using to a new three standardized tiers division of the country but the title is second waves shockwaves as coronavirus restrictions for England to be standardized in three tiers so I suppose actually uh, since I mentioned it as a shockwave I I ought to go with that news first because that's the thing that's altered uh, the the message I was going to try and put out today. And this is from the United States, and it broke overnight, I believe, but it was updated just uh, over an hour or so ago here in the UK in the uh, bbc.co.uk online site, which, again, I don't read any great length from it, but the parts I do mention – Are any little paragraphs that I read out, I do so on the basis of the public need to know. Um, I'll mention the URL first. If you don't catch it on the first listen, just scroll back 15 seconds or so if you're uh, listening back uh, via some sort of um, podcast directory. So the URL is bbc.co.uk. Forward slash news forward slash world dash US dash Canada dash 54381848. And that doesn't mean it's going down world US Canada. Obviously, this is not Canada, it's US and Canada are grouped together as Latin America and South America are grouped together. But on this page, uh, the, the quite well i'm not too sure what the implications are but they're both um very large shockwave and indeed an economic shockwave will no doubt follow and that is that potas uh, the american president donald trump and his wife the first lady melina test positive for covid And I'm going to read, this is definitely a need-to-know piece of information. In fact, Donald Trump has, of course, gone to uh, his Twitter account. And that is, by the way, if you do want to follow it, it's real, with small case R, real Donald Trump, all one, with no breaks in that. Tonight, FLOTUS, that's the code name for First Lady, Lotus and I tested positive for COVID-19. We will begin our quarantine and recovery process immediately. We will get through this together. And that was posted, um, well, it shows on my timeline as just before 5 a.m. on the 2nd of October. So I presume that was posted uh, just before midnight uh, the day before in America, because I think Twitter uses your local time with that. President, US President Donald Trump has said he and First Lady uh, Melina Trump have tested positive for coronavirus and are now self-isolating. Mr. Trump, aged 74, and therefore in the high-risk group, wrote on Twitter about it. It comes after Hope Hicks, one of his closest aides, tested positive. Mr. Trump's announcement comes just over a month before the presidential elections, which will be held on the 3rd of November, where he faces Democratic challenger Joe Biden. And of course, only a couple of days ago, they had their first of their three meetings. They were on stage for a little over 90 minutes. And um, a lot of bellicose uh, uh, talking and uh, almost shouting, talking over uh, uh well, it it really belittled, I think, the gravity of the situation and has come for, in for a lot of criticism around the world, not least the fact that <clears throat> President Trump uh, interrupted uh, Joe Biden about 73 or four times. Joe Biden did interrupt the president, indeed, it must be said, but often just to stop the president in up to him and even said will you shut up guy at one point um it was uh, a melee it was um it was a bum fight without the fun bums and i in actual fact although i try not to comment on political situations on my facebook page i did state at that Uh, that I did feel as though the moderator should have been able to have muted both their mics, particularly during their two-minute presentation section. They had, I think, six topics that they covered. And at the start of each topic, each candidate was given two minutes to state their point of view. And that was done alternately. Uh, First, the vice president would go, and then the the ex-vice president, the candidate, uh, standing against the president, would speak. And then on the next topic that was being covered, it would be done in reverse order. Uh, I think the moderator should be able to mute them, uh, the, old, the, the opponent at that section. So at least that section you would get to hear. Because basically it's for the public, the American public, to hear what the candidate is proposing for their term of presidency. And um, I hope, and I do believe that there are changes going to be made. But that might be thrown into some doubt now, because in America, they uh, they the need to isolate with the two of them will be for ten days, and um, they tested positive. Um, uh, well, I suppose you would say uh, overnight um, from the um, the Thursday. So. Um, uh, That takes it very near to the next one. Anyway, let me just read a little bit more from this page. Um, A person in the United States is required to self-isolate after either showing coronavirus symptoms or a positive test. Uh, Trump was most... Um, has mostly spurned mask wearing and he has been pictured not socially distanced with AIDS and others during the engagements. Strangely enough, I was thinking back that in the audience for this meeting, most of the Trump family weren't wearing masks once they got seated. I'm sure they came into the auditorium with masks, but I believe his wife was wearing a mask. I think she was the only member of the Trump household that continued to make uh, wear a mask. Now she has done so in the past when she's been standing in the background to president. So I don't think you can read in anything to that that she perhaps already knew that she was um, uh, having symptoms. I don't think that because she has stated her own independence. One people are, are some people have surmised, stating her own case about masks by still wearing them when, of course, the President would be talking, so wouldn't be wearing a mask, but he's often actually walked onto the podium without the mask. Um, anyway, um, reacting to the news, British British Prime Minister Boris Johnson, who, of course, uh, was quite gravely ill with it himself, my best wishes to President Trump and the First Lady, hope they have a speedy recovery from the coronavirus. Um, hmm. Difficulty using the word hope when perhaps where they got it from was this lady called Hope Hicks who apparently to that meeting was on Air Force One and on Air Force One apparently nobody was wearing a mask. Uh, do, uh, Mr Trump's physician uh, Dr Sean Connolly released a statement late on Thursday. Saying the president and the first lady were both well at this time, and they plan to remain at home within the White House during their convalescence. Uh, just some statistics on the president: 74, six foot three. Although he slightly stoops, I think now he's over 70, but his his weight, official, official height, sorry, he's six foot three, 244 pound weight. Now I think that's near to 18 stone. Body mass index of just over 30%, um, although he does have a normal cholesterol level. So um, he may be a very healthy uh, 74-year-old, and according to the president, he he believes himself to be very healthy. But there's no doubt he would be classed as slightly obese uh, by uh, standardized factors. So I'm just going to give that URL again and then move on from that. Awful lot of reaction from all the posts. Indeed, one of the American newspapers, which is behind a paywall online, has dropped their paywall so people can read a little bit about this particular piece. So let me just read that URL before we move on. And I will also play my little clip in one more time just to get me a chance to uh refresh the live page i'll be going to next bbc.co.uk forward slash news forward slash world dash us dash canada dash five four three eight one eight four eight and i'll just play that clip in this is never isolated podcast here on talk you and please remember we have a twitter account never isolated or word show id is seven nine one Okay, that's allow me to um, refresh the coverage from the live page and we'll put that in. Um, so here goes. And uh, these links that I put in, if you're listening back to this via the Torchu site itself, you'll be able to see these, uh, uh, I'll download these links, copy the links. If you're listening anywhere else, that's the reason why I'm reading them out. And the live updated page on the BBC News, of course, take into account when you are listening to this. This is live as of Friday, the 2nd of October 2020, late morning. And the URL is as follows. bbc.co.uk forward slash news forward slash live forward slash world dash 4 382914. Then it's forward slash page forward and I'm on stroke two. The first of two pages. And the updates today started just before 7 a.m. a little bit earlier now, earlier than normal, with that very major breaking news about the president and his wife's health. Uh, Trump cancels appearance at campaign event The White House now says President Trump will not appear at a campaign event in Florida on Friday as had been originally scheduled uh, he was due to hold a rally at Stanford Airport near the city of Orlando but it appears that he will be holding a virtual conference on COVID-9 to support vulnerable seniors instead. Of course, there's been pictures floated out of his last rally, where most of his supporters appeared. Very difficult with cameras foreshortening distances, people appearing to be closer than they are, but most of his followers didn't appear to be wearing uh, masks at his last one. Analysis. Uh, Anthony Zucker, BBC North American reporter, as the strapline, earth-shaking development. Um, it's difficult to overstate exactly how earth-shaking a development this is. Just 32 days before the US elections, the president will have to stay in isolation for treatment. Not too sure what the treatment will be, other than having oxygen on standby. Um, they uh, Of course, we do know that, famously, the president was treating himself with this... Um, um, I'm not quite sure what it is, so I'll be careful what I say, but this anti-malarial drug, I think it was first um, sanctioned for, and he has been using that. Uh, just two days ago, during the first debate, Trump belittled Democratic opponent Joe Biden for frequently wearing masks and not having a com- campaign rallies that matched his own. Um So um, now the White House and campaign will have to answer why the president took such seemingly cavalier attitude towards protecting himself, according to this analysis. Now, I'm just going to move off this page, if I can just find it, because I did have a page about, um, uh, well, two pages that relate to this. Uh, One is about um, the lady in question. It uh, just shows how many pages I've, I've got open here. Uh, and I think that page has already been up. So I'll go to another page here briefly, if I may, uh, and keep it related. And gosh, I realise I've already been going 20 minutes um, and I haven't got to the three-tier thing in the UK. Um, this is fact-checking Trump on coronavirus. the words... This was updated only 20 minutes ago, and the URL is bbc.co.uk forward slash news forward slash election dash US dash 2020 dash 54248080. And this is just some of the statements that um, the president, um, and that, that has been updated as I last look at it um right I'm going to just mention that and and look me but what they had before was a list of statements over the previous months and how his stance had changed on masks um but that um, page seems to be uh, updated but it does mention that um, Trump had said I'm taking, Hydroxychloroquine, and I'm sorry if I can't pronounce that right. And I'm still taking it. What have you got to lose? Um, uh, that was in May that President Trump announced that he was taking the anti-malarial drug to prevent, as a preventative measure against COVID-19. But there is no um, proven evidence that the drug can fight the virus um so i am actually going to go off that page there is a lot to read there but there is um things that um people perhaps want to just check out themselves okay i'm just going to go back to this live page and hope hicks i think we ought to mention a little bit about this lady um very elegant looking lady, I think in her mid to late 30s. But let me just read what it says here. President Trump' result came after one of his closest aides, Hope Hicks, tested positive for coronavirus. According to Bloomberg News, Hicks is experiencing symptoms of COVID-19 and was quarantined on Air Force One on the trip back from Minnesota, on the trip back. A White House official, and don't forget people, as as we believe, can be, um, uh, before they show symptoms, can be able to pass the virus on. And obviously, in this case, have done to the President and the First Lady. The White House official quoted by the Hill political news outlet said that contact tracing had been carried out and the appropriate notifications and recommendations had been made. During a phone call with Fox News, host Sean Hannity on Thursday night said, that must have been very late on Thursday night, and that would have been, I don't know which side of uh, the United States. Trump said that he and the First Lady Melina, who her first tested positive, spent a lot of time with Hope. Hicks was a campaign spokesman woman during Trump's candidacy before coming you know at the page just refreshed as I was reading that before coming a communication director to his White House she stepped down in March 2018 to become the chief communications officer at Murdoch's Fox before returning to the White House in February um and it mentions other cases that have been there in the past. There's some images of the last um, rally that uh, in Minnesota that the president had. With it appears from the image I see, barely anybody in the audience wearing mask. Uh-oh. Then there's some graphs of the daily cases in the USA. Um, Just to state that in the US, the world's highest number of COVID related deaths, nearly 208,000, it is at now, uh, with more than 7 million cases. Um, With the average daily new cases, not uh, uh, new cases, uh, over 40,000, and the average new cases somewhere around the seven 800 mark uh, but below quite a bit below the 1000 mark. More than 34 million cases have been confirmed globally and around 1.02 million deaths. That's worldwide. Now this is the financial thing, I'll just mention this before I go back to the UK. US shares set to drop after Trump tests Positive, and This is why it is classed or will be definitely a shockwave. And this was updated um, just a few hours ago. But there may be a further update up the page. I'll very briefly check that. We're still on the live feed page here. Just checking. Nobody join me in the room. Okay. News that the President Trump's COVID-19 di- uh, diagnosis just a month before the election, has rattled the US stock markets, which are expected to open sharply lower when trading begins on Friday. The stock market futures show that all three American main indices, the Dow Jones, the S&P and the Nasdaq, are set to drop by at least 1.5% each. It's prime time now for the USA election. So this is... um, going to give a big impact and of course a lot of the things that the president has based his success on has been the financial one ah and it shows here just above this what the trump has said about coronavirus i'll just pick out a few 22nd of january after the first case confirmed we have it under control march the 9th compares it to flu uh 31st of march this is not the flu 3rd of april Choosing not to wear a mask. With the mask, it's going to be a really voluntary thing. You can do it, but you don't have to do it. I'm choosing not to do it, but some people may want to do it, and that's okay. Uh, 12th of July, wearing a mask is a great thing. 21st of July, I wear a mask. 10th of September, America, rounding the final turn of the pandemic. We're rounding the final turn. A lot of good things are happening with vaccines and with therapeutics. Um, so um, this is um, really is a, a big block. And I'm going to go to the first front page of the updated page now, give it one more quick refresh. I really want to talk about the situation in the UK. Lots of political well wishes to Donald Trump. Trump, sorry. Um, unanswered questions. Uh, so I'm going to leave that to that and move well to the UK. And before I talk about England's things, there's been um, a, a bit of a shock here in the UK with a Scottish MP, um, Scotland's. Um, oh, let me just uh, let me just get the names correctly. Um, I'm just going to go to another page here. Uh, Margaret Ferrier, uh, this is um, an MP, Uh, Nicola Sturgeon urged the Covid MP to quit Parliament. Okay, Scotland's First Minister has urged Margaret Ferrier to resign as an MP after she travelled from Glasgow to London with Covid-19 symptoms. She spoke in the Houses of Parliament, but then returned home on train after the results of her tests, which she'd taken while in Scotland, were given to her. So after knowing she'd had a positive test, she still chose to return back to Scotland on a train. Uh, Miss Ferrier has been suspended by the SNP, but cannot be sacked as an MP. She has apologised and says she deeply regretted her actions. Uh, This is what she said. The mp for Rutherford Glen and Hamilton West said she had experienced mild symptoms on Saturday and took a test for coronavirus. However, she decided to travel by train to Westminster on Monday before getting a result because she was feeling much better. Well, to me, that sounds a slight contradiction. If it only had mild symptoms, how could she feel much better? Uh, Much better means the situation is much better, which to me means that she must have been feeling much worse before, which doesn't relate to mild symptoms. But that's me, my interpretation. That's not what it says here. I'll read it again for clarity. She had experienced mild symptoms on Saturday, so she was tested for coronavirus, but had not got a result. However, without that result, she decided to travel by train to Westminster. She was due to speak in Parliament before getting a result. She spoke for four minutes in the Commons Chamber during a coronavirus debate. And she tweeted a video of her speech, but was told later that evening that she had tested positive for the rise. And I must admit, a picture of her in the, the Commons, the, there, were, there was nobody sitting near her, but she still had broke the guidelines. Despite this, though, and this is the double downing here, she took a train back to Scotland on Tuesday after she knew the result and the SNP whips in the Commons being told about her positive test on the Wednesday after she got back to Scotland. It's even more embarrassing because this was one of the MPs that um, highly criticised um, when uh, other members of the Parliament and other members in uh, in government had um, had uh, had spoken against uh, those. Um, Mrs. Ferrier could face a four thousand pound fine for a first-time offence coming into contact with us, and, and this, you know, this comes after. Well, Boris Johnson's old father was seen in his shop um, without wearing a face mask, and uh, other other people have uh, had mild things, but to travel back, she should have self isolated in London. One would have think, just very briefly, the own analysis by Nick Erdley. Again, this is public need to know. This definitely is so. This is the Scottish uh page that I'm reading this further in depth information about this uh SMP. Member of Parliament. So the URL for that I've just put in the room is bbc.co.uk forward slash news forward slash UK dash Scotland dash 54383281. According to this political correspondent, it is quite clear senior figures of the SNP now think Margaret Ferrier should quit Parliament. Until Mrs Ferrier has been left in no doubt about Nicola Sturgeon's view that she needs to quit Parliament after a call this morning. It's worth highlighting the SNP didn't initially suspend her. A senior source told that they'd went to the police and investigated before making a decision. The party has also faced questions over why it didn't promise Mrs Ferrier more after she revealed that she had tested positive on Wednesday after she'd returned back to Scotland. They say it only became clear she she had travelled with symptoms and a positive result, travelling back. But anger at Westminster and beyond means there is no way back, Miss Ferrier, in the SNP. She's under huge pressure to quit, but at the moment that decision is her alone. And I don't know whether there's been any further breaking. She was one of the MPs, by the way, who called on the Prime Minister's advisor, Dominic Cummings, to resign in the wake of the controversy over his visit visit to the northeast of England during the lockdown. Uh, And she said his actions were untenable at the time, which, you know, puts a, a real sense of, you know, one rule for them, one rule for me if indeed she does not quit. So I'm going to refresh that live page one more time before I really must talk. Uh, Sorry, this is going to be one of my longest midweek episodes. Um, Right, it was updated just 20 minutes ago, but no further statements. No. So I'm going to close that page now and I'm going to go closing all the things. Uh, kind of a Paris Poise for maximum COVID alert. Uh, the URL for that is bbc.co.uk forward slash news forward slash world dash Europe dash um, five, four, three, triple, seven, two, six. There's an item about India. Um, If you want to read that, that's bbc.co.uk forward slash news forward slash world dash Asia dash India dash 54352222. What drove India to close to 100,000 deaths? And um, I'm going to mention this second wave. Um, This was by Nick Triggle. Uh, for yesterday and we we'll just put the URL in for that but not read from it because I want to talk about this three tier system but the title of today's call is of course um, "Shockwave wave and second wave so COVID the second wave is here but how bad will it I touched about it a little bit I think before uh, although that was just before October I think this has been updated the URL is bbc.co.uk forward slash news, four slash health, dash, five, four, three, six, two, nine, nine, four. And please go to that page, read it. And it talks about the uh, trajectory, possible trajectory of this second wave. Um, and again, the cases on there are not as up to date as that covid page that i mentioned coronavirus.data.gov.uk um, so i think that page will also very soon be getting uh, an update if you want to read more from nick triggle and um, uh, who i believe uh, put some very sensible and well thought out points please read from his url and i'm going to put this link in because i have a lot of time for what This gentleman says, Uh, admittedly, that's what he's tasked to do. But bbc.co.uk forward slash news forward slash correspondence forward slash Nick Triggle, or one word. And um, uh, you can find an awful lot about what he has said over various timescales. And I'm going to go to one last URL, which I'm going to refresh. Uh, It's still from yesterday. But um, there is going to be some further announcements, I think, later today on just the breakdown of this. Coronavirus. Restrictions for England to be standardised to three tiers. This is by Matt Cole, BBC News. And this is having your say. I mentioned and touched on it briefly on Wednesday, but it is bbc.co.uk forward slash news forward slash UK Dash politics dash five four three seven one nine four three. Far too much for me to read at this 40-minute marks, but there will be three tiers as it set set up. There will be no area of the UK on tier three. But very quickly, they are actually classed as levels, not tiers. Level one. Baseline, minimum restrictions applicable to all England. So that's things like the rule of six. And this is in places where fewer than 100 cases per 100,000 of the population. Level two, triggered when a rise in transmission cannot be contained through local responses, cases above 100 per 100,000. And of course, in some cases, those are over 200 and approaching nearly 300. And that is like um, uh, some places in the north of England, South Wales, northeast of England, um, and one or two other isolated areas, with I think Liverpool just going into that category. And level three, nowhere at level three at this moment, triggered when level two measures have not contained the virus where there has been significance. And that basically will mean only important shops like food outlets and schools and hospitals will be open where virtually everything else will be closed. I'm going to read that URL one more time and then end for today, I think bbc.co.uk forward slash news forward slash UK dash politics dash five four three seven one nine four three. And just to finally mention the homepage for news, very simple URL, but I will put it in the text and read it out as a final thing for today is bbc.co.uk forward slash news. And I do so on a public need to know basis. And of course, if you're based elsewhere in the world, then um, uh, you go to your own trusted news sites. Lots of other things there. Um, Loss of smell, a clearer sign, maybe a clearer sign than a cough that you have COVID-19. That's by racial Shratner, that was updated today, so I will mention that URL since I've just uh, come across it at this very late moment in today's. And that is, let me just refresh the page, make sure it hasn't been updated since I looked at it. bbc.co.uk forward slash news forward slash health dash 543598. Lots of smell may be clearer sign than cough. Rachel Schreimer, health reporter, uh, and it was updated a short time ago. Wow, lots and lots. So you've listened to episode 124 of Never Isolated, Second Waves and Shockwaves for Friday, 2nd of October 2020. Thanks for listening, and I'll let my little voice play us out. Thank you for listening to Never Isolated, show ID 791 0667, hosted here on you Bye for now. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Haha, in my dentist's office.